When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, Peace Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and tonight I am joined by Cristian Butalias. What's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome, welcome back. And Rodrigo Segura. What's up, bro? What's going on, everyone? You know, I forgot to check the mic, but I think we should be fine, guys. Um, just but uh, you know, it's been one of kind of depressing. I don't know, couple depressing <laughs> couple few days. Uh, you know, we had some Texas uh rivalry matches. The one that really matters was on Saturday, uh, which was uh Achiacha's debut. Um, I know Rodrigo was in the uh media box with me and Dustin and uh Christian got to watch it from home. Um, but we'll get off, you know, talking about that match, guys. Um I'll let Christian, you know, give your thoughts on it. Uh, what did you see? Uh, that's funny. Uh, well, funny that LA Galaxy is losing, by the way. Uh, but uh, no, what did I see? I I saw a team uh, that wanted it. I think they, they were inspired by the fact of, you know, the, the multiple things that were going on. Obviously, Hector Herrera coming in, uh, you know, everybody was – anticipating him coming into the field at, any, at some point in the game. Obviously, you know, it was a sold-out crowd. Everybody was pumped up. You know, the, the whole city kind of just hyped, got really, really hyped up, in my opinion. Like, multiple news outlets, like like ESPN, like local channels. Everybody was on it, right? And and I think the team felt that. You know, they, they felt the heat, you know, because that's what Hector Herrera is bringing. Um and I think they did pretty well. Obviously, a couple of mistakes uh, that landed the two goals from Dallas. You know, a, a corner kick where the shortest guy was marking the tallest guy in Dallas. So, you know, it's just one of those things that you, like, you sit down and question. And then when you ask Paulo Nagamura, Nagamura is like, we know what we're doing. Like, leave us alone. <laughs> we're like, all right, bro. Like, I guess, but we keep, we're, we keep getting beat in these corners and these, uh, you know, uh, What's it called? Pelotas paradas or whatever they call them. Set pieces. Set pieces. There you go. Inglés y barreras. Uh, but, and then obviously I think the second, the second goal was more at the fact that we were just, you know, trying to push up and get that second goal and they just got a lucky break. Obviously maybe some personal, uh, you know, singular mistakes by teenage. Maybe he didn't close down too early and, you know, Lundy maybe was a little bit too forward. But, you know, we don't want to get super deep and analytical on that. Honestly, I want to. But, you know, they got that goal. And then I think we we really pushed forward to to get that second goal. Obviously, we had a goal that it didn't count for us, which was dumb because till this day we wait, have... Wait. It feels like it happens a little too much <laughs> all the time. Exactly. I think the dynamo is... I don't know if... I don't think it's like something personal, but it just happens that we get like a, screwed over a lot by the pro referees and and it's and it's not well I, I honestly i don't watch a lot of other mls games i try honestly but the quality of the refereeing and the like overall it's just kind of like you know low and and just the var situation it's like i thought we we're supposed to check every goal situation and stuff like that i don't know but the point is that i think the team was was inspired and you know they brought the heat and it was a 2-2 tie that maybe we should have won. But I think we were pretty happy, you know, given the game before that, which was Charlotte, that we were just trash. So we were hot trash in this heat. But I think that we did pretty good. So I was happy, content, and I was actually very excited to see what we could bring against Austin. I think we were going to do a lot better, but was I wrong? Yeah. 
Good before we get in there, uh, Rodrigo, you yeah. know, Christian mentioned Ache Ache. We, we kind of called it, you know, all of us did about they were going to create the suspense, create the drama. Um, even I went as far as saying that we're probably going to be losing 1-0 the first half, and then uh, he was going to come in and, you know, give us that boost uh, to either tie the game or, or win it. Um, definitely should have been a win, in my opinion. Uh, just because of that that goal that for whatever reason got called back that it was definitely a goal. And then we also saw like a massive save by Clark, right? That could have easily made 3-1 um uh Dallas like way. So Rodrigo, it did heat up a little bit. You know, there's even punches that they got thrown, and I'm kind of surprised there were no red cards, man. Man, yeah, officiating is bad, you know. Paulo is already out to get all the MLS refs and, you know, rightly so, just because of all the bad calls that have been going against the Dynamo. Atmosphere, you know, was intense. What It was what we expected of a derby, um, Texas derby, um, or the big one, I should say, uh, against Dallas. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, that atmosphere was, you know, I wish we had that every single game, no matter who we played or who was on the field. You know, just having a lot of Houstonians um, out there supporting the club, you know, through, um, what do you call it, thick and thin. Um, and then, yeah, the, like like I was saying, the officiating, um, we had that um, supposedly goal that I think it was, uh, looking back at it, I saw uh, Junko was the one that ended up getting that head on it. And then somehow Fafa was off. So, yeah, that's doesn't help the situation. And then... You know, things got heated up, which I don't even know how you don't usually people go back and look at like fight situation, be like, okay, let's at least look yes. at VAR. And you know, and, before and you see what skip happened on my that. head, exactly. I think what's most disappointing is just they're not using VAR in our games. Yeah, yeah. and I mean that's you know, if, whether it's nationalized um games broadcast or just you know the regular local. I feel like they should all have the same technology or just same protocol of like, hey, this happened and let's just take a look at it. Um, or who are they communicating with? Just because it's just it was just bad calls uh, left and right. And I think we're we're at the press box, um, you know, watching the game and we see that I think it was like a goal kick or throwing. And the ref, which was literally maybe 10 yards away from the play, he looks over to literally across the sideline to the other ref kind of to like hey did it go which way did it go it's like dude you're right there you know and the other guy didn't know what to tell him so he just i think ended up calling a goal kick but um but it's like what like what are you doing who are you communicating with or you know how much help do you really need um but yeah i mean Dallas game was exciting you know i think everybody felt the energy there even if it's a draw obviously players were pretty disappointed with that but um, I think, it, you know, the fans, hopefully that makes them want to come back and, you know, keep watching this team grow. Um, and then, you know, we had Austin, which that was kind of another <laughs> shit show. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, you're right. I mean, the Dallas game is always going to be like the most fiery, the one that's going to fill up the stadium. Uh, it was good to have that spark back. You know, was, I think it had been a while since there was, like, scuffles happening. And, I mean, it was really clear that Beta got, like, they swung at Beta and, like, the ref didn't even try to look for a potential yellow car or red car. And there was obviously a red car later on in the game that kind of helped us, even though the momentum was already on Dynamo's way. And can you believe that, I mean, the game went to, like, 101 minutes, all, you know, with at a time altogether. It was ridiculous, Christian. But, Christian... I got to see that that video of you recording yourself watching that game, man. And so, you know, being in the in the media, you know, box, we can't really like let out a celebration like that. And uh, so, what were your thoughts, man, on that on that goal that Hadavi ended up scoring and making it the equalizer? Well, yeah. So, yeah, just a little plug for myself. So, you know, you guys know that I, I do like a little show on the side, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Basically how we started, where I started talking about Dynamo and then, you know, we got together with Rudy and Rodrigo and we, we started Dynamo Theory. But I, I still do that on the side and sometimes I, I 
stream myself, I guess, whatever it's called. So I watch games live, right? And obviously it, I can get kind of wild. I, I, I can be stupid and I can say dumb stuff. So if you actually go back a couple minutes before that, when Ferreira scored, I don't know if you, if you guys saw it, I, I went off on Ferreira. Like, like I looked like, because <laughs> like, I was alone in my house. So I was able to be as loud as I could. So I completely went off on Ferreira. I, I think I even said hi to his mom. Uh, like I completely went off and then, you know, I was super sad, like not sad, but I was like, just pissed off at the fact that, you know, we were going to lose this game on a goal from a 93rd minute. And I was like, God, like, damn it. You know, like I was so mad. So then I was like, you know, fuck it. We'll just make, we'll just make the best out of it. So I was like chanting here about myself and like moving shit around. And then obviously the, the goal came through and, and I just went off. Like I started yelling. I think I lost my voice a little bit. And but it was fun. So it was I mean, very passionate for sure. <laughs> and and that's I mean that's how I watch games, you know. And, and I I wish I could have been over there at the stadium. Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of glad that I stay home because I was able to like yell, you know, yell my my all my problems away <laughs> against Dallas. So shout out to Teenage Man making that run. Uh, he he basically saved the night, and I think he made the night a lot better for a lot of Houstonians because. Losing to da- to Dallas in that fashion would have been just like a you know a killer. And and after seeing you know Ferreira celebrating the way that he celebrated, I was like, man, f that guy, you know. And then just coming back and be like, ah, you suck, you know. Like we tied you up, like you didn't win. It was it was exciting. It was fun, man. And I, I, you know, I, I love the your atmosphere there just by yourself. But the atmosphere <laughs> in the stadium without goal happened, and the attitude the Dallas players took was also like amazing to watch. I was actually taking pictures of that because I'm like, oh, this could be great <laughs> memes or something. Right. But, you know, when we saw the Dynamo lose uh, um, to Dallas, with same scenario, you know, last minute goal. We were you know, all there. Went, yeah. It, yeah. That, well, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm just for everybody that's listening. <laughs> right. <laughs> really, we uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying like we were all there. We, we get <laughs> to experience the opposite but, um, effect. But yeah, like look. Right. Yeah. And, and looking at that, um, how like at least the Dynamo players just kind of went back to half field and try to restart play as Dallas celebrates. But then watching Dallas just lay out on the ground like if they're dead, you know, that was just kind of like, like, dude, it's fun. You know, it's just it's kind of humiliating after, you know, Ferreira went out there and celebrating the corner and their coaching staff started flicking people off as well. And, they, <laughs> and then they got shit thrown at them like. You know what? What do you expect? Like, I think what was fun too is their their uh, banda, el matador, got super quiet, super quiet for sure. It was just like non-existent. Um, I, I hate I hate when like let me just give my my passion self here, but I hate when like away team like teams that take away fans, and when they lose, they stay quiet. Like it's like bro, like show some passion. I know you're losing, but like that's when you should be more passionate to bring your team back like why why would you go all the way down to like you know from houston dallas and then just kind of sit there quiet but like last, I remember, minute, last minute goals are a different thing no yeah, like, yeah yeah you yeah, know it's daggers to the right, heart yeah. bro and like, especially I mean, like you said we, we got scored on the 93rd minute <laughs> me, me watching this um roma vt's game you know for like a europa or conference league that was the same thing last minute go and then their fans were like super loud the whole game and then crickets so like just crickets that they obviously they got intimidated or ended up getting rattled up by the trauma people that they wanted to fight and i feel like that's every 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 no, yeah, yeah. fans that are passionate about their sport you know if you're gonna talk shit it's gonna get to you you just want to fight somebody so yeah you well, know but yeah. apparently not austin or dallas people because you know they yeah, yeah they're, perfect. Just, well, they're perfect and that, that's a good segue you know we go from this high of like the debut of Hector Herrera against Dallas, you know, very dramatic. Yeah, what's up? Let me let me ask you this before before we 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 move along. How how did you guys see Hector Herrera? Obviously, he's the great, you know, the greatest signing basically in Dynamo history. Did you guys like how he played in that game definitely, against yeah, Dallas? Definitely. I mean, he completely changed the game and just his tactical awareness and then his obviously skills. Um, I think we were all, I think as a whole, like the whole stadium, when he touched the ball. And there was one time that we kept talking about it afterwards. Um, Hadibi gave him like a bad, you know, what we call medicine ball, where like 
if you're going to go for it, you're going to like get tackled. And he just did a quick little spin around, um, got around, I forgot Edwards who it was. Lake. Yeah. And, uh, and literally like did that and then played it over the top, like a perfect pass, you know, and it just shows that like, he's not afraid to, you know, be in a scenario where he's going to get pressured and he can, you know, keep calm and just switch to play or try to look for something. And then his passing, I think, um, he had about five long balls that were, you know, accurate. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was 100% um, accuracy on that. And it's just crazy how he can, like, you know, switch the field or just look for the open through ball or something. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely game changer against Dallas. Yeah, dude was, dude was what we were missing, to be honest. I mean, we still need another attacker piece or attacking piece, but – the guy, yeah, he came in and he was like giving like no look pass. I think he was on fire too. Like he was feeling himself. He knew that a lot of people were there just to see him per se. You know, everybody, the media. So he was feeling himself for sure, man. Oh, like when when your girlfriend, you know, wife, you goes to watch you play, and you're like, "Oh, I gotta show up." <laughs> yeah, <basically. Right? laughs> He's one of those. He just had to do it for like twenty thousand people, but <laughs> but uh, but also, I think, I mean. A motivation is like it's kind of like the opposite because so many people i i in my personal opinion like we're watching him to see him like fail and, you know because after this austin game you know so many people started talking bad about him and you're like bro like you're really just waiting for people to like fall so you can like trample on them but no i think he he like shot a lot of mouths like because you know people are always like oh you know this this and that obviously coming to the mls from Atletico Madrid and you're like, oh, you know, step down or retirement league or whatever it may be. But I mean, he did pretty good. So yeah, especially like him. you said in the, you know, press conference or post press post conference, they mentioned the fact that, you know, somebody has like they say a lot of people in the MLS are not passionate and like it's a not that of great of a league. And he shut that down quick. It's like, bro, I've never heard anybody say that about the MLS. It's like I yeah. this is not an easy league to play and and you can tell he came to he came to play. He didn't come to like just you know catch his check by any means. And uh, he definitely is going to be a part of it. Which again, we'll segue to from the super super high that it was against Dallas per se. I mean, a win would have put it over the top for sure for the night. Yeah. Uh, but a place that we definitely I'm glad I didn't go was Austin. You know, um, Austin is in first place. I mean, first place of the entire league. And I think people like, and when I mean people, like a lot of the Dynamo fans, they are a lot, you know, very Nagamura out or, you know, get a new coach or this or that, that is like negative. It's like, dude, you just play like the best team in the league. Like you're not, you know, Austin (laughs) is not a cakewalk by any means. And they've had, they have 12 wins now, obviously they had 11, four uh, ties and four losses. And, They've been very consistent. I mean, they went and, you know, beat, like, teams like D.C. in D.C. You know, it, it's just one of those. And uh, it, they went and beat Atlanta last week, too, you know. And so as they go to uh, away matches and bring points. Just here, for instance, they in the last five matches, they uh, tied against Dallas 2-2. Then they went to Charlotte 1-1-0. They went to Colorado, won 3-2, and then they went to Atlanta United and won 3-0. And obviously, like, we ended up getting smashed as well, uh, a 3-1. They looked promising, Rodrigo. uh, You want to start a little bit? You know, obviously, early goal for us uh, put us ahead, 1-0 by Coco Carrasquilla. Yeah, uh, me and Christian actually before recording, we're talking a little bit about this. But, yeah, the team just – we're talking about this um, up and down. So the team just keeps in, like going through these phases where they do really well. And then all of a sudden they look lost. It has to do some of it with like new formation, new lineup, um, trying to rest players. But there's at this point, there's no reason to rest any players. You know, you're not playing anything like Libertadores, Champions League. You know, you're out of the cup. Um, you're just playing league games at this point. So, you know, to say that your players are not fit to keep playing, you know, at least two games a week, um, or I guess it maybe seemed like three games a week sometimes. But even at that, it's 
even if the league's competitive, it's just you should still be fit for those games, I would say. And at least playing, you know, 45 minutes, you know, that, that's at least enough. Like Seba's not seeing the pitch. Um, not sure why. I'm assuming just rest and getting him ready for the next game. But, you know, Coco's seen good for, or 45 minutes that he scored. He made a difference. But then um, he was kind of playing out of position. He was playing more like, you know, dropping back more. And then Vera was going forward more, um, which, you know, set in. Also a great player. But when you have set in and Vera on the field and then you want to take somebody out, I would assume you would want to take set in out, even though, you know, you want him to get more minutes and get Vera some rest. I feel like it's still a game that you were in it. You know, it was still 1-1 at half. Uh, Herrera comes in, and you're trying to build something up or at least hold the hold the draw or try to, you know, somehow get a win. But then your subs don't make sense because you leave Quintero still, you know, on the bench, and then Sebas is on the bench. It's just not sure what Nagamura was doing. And both teams look bad, to be honest. Like, Austin... What we've seen from them, they weren't in their rhythm at first. They look kind of sloppy here and there. Um, and then us, well, we couldn't. The thing that was frustrating is we couldn't connect passes or everybody just looked so bad of like we just tactical. Like we um fell into their trap. They kept holding the ball really high and we kept trying to like high press for whatever reason. Because I, I think it was a second goal started that way. Like the ball was all the way in the goalie's feet and they just played out of there. Like, it makes no sense. Why are you so high up the field? And then you have players that are not finishing. Like, even if it would have been 3-2 with Fafa, you know, that that great ball that um, uh, Hector Herrera, like, treads to uh, Quintero and Quintero just sets up Fafa. And that's what we're talking about, you know, watching the Nashville game, you know, Mutar, like, he hit that, dead on you know completely in an awkward position with the opposite foot and and you have Fafa that you know right footed on your right foot there's like no excuses for you to hit anything but you know like he hit the goalie like straight at the goalie so Christian man what what did you see what frustrated you out of this Austin FC match and uh how much did you hate their fans JK uh uh yes always and everything. Um, no, I mean it was like Rodrigo said. It was like a it was a weird match for both teams. Both teams were not playing great, you know. Like it's just to me. I was telling like we were talking when you kind of had to step out for a second. But to me, it was a boring match. Honestly, you know, just having you know, like I said, I, I do the streams, so I'm I actually kind of have to be engaged with the game. You know, sometimes when I'm by myself and my phone is around. And, you know, you guys are on the chat, like we have a chat. So like, you know, sometimes I pay attention there and then we jump on Twitter. So like you kind of lose focus of the match. But on this one, since I'm kind of like, you know, narrating for, for the people watching it in a way, you know, I, I kind of pay attention and I try to like take notes. Honestly, I took three notes for this match because I was just like, yeah, like literally like you can see there. Like one goal for us, one goal for them, and that's it. <laughs> so like I stopped at minute 15 taking notes. I was like, this is this is bad. Like, and then I think Austin, you know, being at home, having a little bit more rhythm, knowing what they're doing. I I think Nagamura even mentioned the fact that, you know, if you look at Austin's first year, they were trash. You know, they they finished like right above us, you know. Like, all the Texas teams finished right above us. But they gave, you know, Wolf, they gave him, a, like, a second year where he was able to bring some guys to complete his team, like Drusi, uh, even uh, El Pirata uh, Urruti. You know, he was a good addition for them, you know, like, in I don't know if much of the playing, but, like, in the in the way that people relate to him because he's, like, a people person, you know. So, like, I think he gelled that team very well. And then you have, like, the kid that was from the draft. He's pretty good. Danny, Danny something. Uh, Pereira. Pereira. Yeah. Yeah. And he was actually one that I think he gave the pass or one of the passes. And he was he participated in the third goal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 
but like you know the, their team is it, it's pretty solid you know i mean they're they're literally on top of the league for a reason you know LA, lafc is the only one right behind them with a game less but like they're literally contenders for the for the shield. And like, so like are we surprised that we were gonna win? I mean, that we no. were gonna lose. I'm sorry. Uh, we shouldn't be, right? There's no, no, no way. No. We're yeah, no. first of all, our I mean, Nagamura has won a couple games away, you know, this season, but other than it that, wasn't gonna be this one. Yeah. Right, exactly. It was never gonna be <laughs> not at all. Like in your in your in yeah, in your heart, like you wanna win. You're like, oh, it's Austin, we we wanna win. But like you have to be realistic, you know. And and I, I don't know if you guys want to get into this, but like the whole Nagamura out like stuff that we see online, like it's like literally. I mean, I'm it, it's okay if y'all come at me with hate. I really don't care. Um, I decided to stop like fighting with people on Twitter after I fought with this one guy that we all know that I still think is Rodrigo, <laughs> Rodrigo's, uh, uh, what's it called? Burner account. But, you know, it was, <laughs> nah, dude, I was about to mess with that guy. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, once, once I get into it, I get into it, I get into it with him once. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is stupid. Like people think, and, and it's, it, it sounds weird because it makes like, it sounds like I know more, but I, I don't. Right. Like I, I'm not a fucking, you know, uh what's the guy from Manchester City Guardiola there you yeah. go I'm not Guardiola I'm not Xavi you know but like I like the sport you know I like the sport I like the tactics I like the you know the game the, though that's a, that's a difference yeah, like exactly. I, I'm gonna get you know hate for go, this but go for it. some Let's of go. the listeners some of the fans you like the team you like Houston sure like you want them to do well that's fine but some people just don't know the tactics behind it, you know, and yeah. we've played the game for a long time. We Especially with, since we're little. with substitutions, right? I think um, we had talked about last episode about um, the starting 11, right? It was like a big thing. Tra- <laughs> Rudy's trying to save the podcast. No, like, <laughs> like having having a starting 11 and it's, you know, we've seen players like Seca and, and Lundy that looks like he hasn't stopped playing since, um, what's his name? Um, the market basically left, basically, mm-hmm. you know, apart from a couple mm-hmm. games that uh, Junko like beat him out, but he's basically been playing for a long time. And 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 it's to the point that you see this players, they're starting. It looks like he's getting a sense of it. Nakamura sees it as like I'm playing my best eleven, but with a caution too, because I mean, it, I think it threw everybody off, no matter what. Like you said, you know, Seva staying on the bench. Did, did he have like a knock? Did he just? They just didn't think like it was worth playing him, being that you're playing the next game. Kind of considering this a loss already. When as soon as the game was two one, you put in defenders, you know, because it's true. Seka and Lundy need the rest, but it just doesn't look well. That and the only defender that was remaining was the one that nobody really. <laughs> enjoys watching there and so your worst one yeah and i mean y'all can go back and y'all can say parker this parker that but dude just go back and like he was non-existent in most of those goals i mean the free kick is something else but the other two yeah. you're like what the well, hell are you doing well the thing and you know we, we got into it i guess with our boss man not into it but you know we had some disagreement of like whose fault some goals fall under but it's not just the actual play of it is you know, a defender, especially somebody like Parker, which is your center back captain, I feel like there's no communication. Like, there's times that Seca is like, there's a guy behind him, and, man, when I was playing goalkeeper, if I'm not telling my defense, hey, there's, you know, watch your backside or something, you know, you have a guy over here, the center back will be doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, and if he's not, if he realizes, hey, this guy's not that close to him, then he's covering for him, you know, because that's the guy that, you know, more dangerous in that danger zone, I guess, you know, if like the guy that's way on the line, if he's open, well, that's fine. If they get the ball to him, he's just going to try to recross it in. But if you're getting into the six with a guy that's not being marked because you're like, you know, and I think that was the third goal, um, Seca is in front of him. And then Parker literally has his hand on his back. 
You know, so if you can feel the player, that should that should have been you. I don't know as why you, you stopped. As you all the time. Even Seca looked at him and like, dude, like, come on, like. And he looked either. Let because, me know or like, I thought you had this kind of. Thing. And especially, be, it looked even worse because he looked like, uh, you know, Parker looks back because there was a guy, but the guy was like twenty yards back. But like, he, and he and he was skimming the field too late. I feel or like you know the, the people coming in because right. as this um, who crossed it, uh, Finley I think crossed it. Yeah. Um, I think so. You know, as he's about to hit the cross, he's looking back. I'm like, dude, you should be looking where the other you should be looking in front at this point yeah. and see, Go get you the know, cross. Kinda, <laughs> yeah, try to cut it out. And then, you know, we haven't talked really much about Clark because he's been doing really well. But the thing that I feel that he lacks the most and this this might just be me because of what I've seen recently, but it's coming out on crosses. Like, I feel like most of the goals that we've conceded either corners or just crosses have been inside the six. And, you know, even I think he had one that he actually got a hand on it, like a punch and it landed pretty short. And then um, it ended up getting blocked or something. I can't remember if it was Dallas or Austin game, but, you know, I feel like ball shouldn't be going into the six like that. Like that should be his territory. I get it. He's more of a quick, reaction you know he reminds me of like um Ochoa that he doesn't come off for crosses but and I was can, gonna say it's you know react guy to him too it's a smaller goalie you know in the sense of he's barely six foot like sometimes those are difficult but when you, you have you like have, but you still have your hands so that's the thing you know yeah, you yeah. you're gonna have hops for sure you know yeah. and I feel like I don't know if he just gets nervous or you know maybe that's been his game the whole time and I've you know, because I've never outside of now and the times we played Portland, I never really, you know, look at their players and see how how well they do. Yeah. But that's one thing that that's my only, um, I guess, con or negative on Clark. Everything else. And obviously he saved our butt every single time. I'm glad that you say that because he, he comes up clutch with some crazy saves. Like I said, that save that definitely he, yeah. Rada, one on one, I knew that was that was a three one. That was like sealed the deal. Should have been yeah. done. And it, this dude, cat reflexes that it's yeah. ridiculous. And people were like, "Oh well, you guys need to see you know the goal that came from the corner." Like it all started because of him. It's like they played him a really bad ball with pressure, and he tried to kick it with his left foot, and it went towards the corner. Then eventually, ended up being the Matt Hedges against Seca, basically. Like he who's gonna <laughs> win that match? You know. Yeah. Who's gonna win that match? And so, anyways, I think <laughs> I think you guys are right on that. But um, right now, it looks like our well, our next match it's against San Jose on Sunday, and San Jose is beating LA Galaxy three zero. That's crazy. Ass. So it was Whoa. supposed to be the match of the worst of the worst because right now they're actually sitting in last place and we're in eleventh. Um, nice with a three point difference. So. But actually, this kind of helps us in hopes of maybe getting somewhere closer because as of now, um, Dallas is losing, so they're not getting any more points. Uh, Galaxy is losing. Uh, Sounders lost. Portland already kind of had their games, you know, because there are 20. Um, Vancouver as well. So we kind of didn't move, and people didn't really gain more points. You know, it would have been bad if all those teams had won, and then we get a little bit further down, but you know, a win against San Jose puts a back in play with this other teams. Um, so it's not I mean, the best scenario. It, but it's, it's only six points away from the fifth place. Right. Yeah, yeah. everybody's so close that, like, a win is going to be, obviously, especially in conference, is going to be huge to, yeah, for sure. to move you up. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it's a it's a very vital, uh, what's it called, game for sure. Because you have San Jose and San Jose, obviously not an easy um, game. But then you have Minnesota at home. So you need to try to keep pulling points because then you get Philly, Vancouver, and you, we all know it's going to get September's coming, right, Rodrigo? <laughs> Wake me up. It's going to be. It's going to be. I was, just, sad. It's gonna be I was thinking that. I was but, thinking of the same thing. What if that's our best month now? Now I, Herrera's I, back. He'll I, have two months of training. Hey, there's supposed playing. to be signings brewing. You know, I mean, Fafa was supposed to be in the Caxa, I guess, already, but he's out here <laughs> doing his. Well, I, okay. hey, actually, actually let, let's hit on that real quick. Now no, you just mentioned <laughs> Fafa. I feel like after watching the Dallas game and how much Fafa and Herrera, I guess, kind of clicked, I feel like it can be used to an advantage, especially this season moving forward. Like whatever happens next season, that's fine. I'm okay with it if he can finish. That's all I have to say. Well, and that's fine. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it it was just, I don't know. You you throw him a striker when you had Thor and then Thor goes out in the wing. So it's, it was just a weird setup overall. I, I don't even think he expected to play striker that game. And you know, his mentality will follow, yeah, sure, I'll score. But at the same time, um, I don't he's know. I, I wouldn't give him too much shit because, yeah, because he's yeah. not the striker. No. Like, that should have been Sebas there. He, he's Sebas like, we, sh- we should have been bitching at Sebas, like, hey, why didn't he score those? You yeah. know, but. Well, I was going to say, well, same time, we, yeah. we get on the tangent altogether. Uh, what are you guys thinking for San Jose? What's your prediction, Christian? You play at home, right? We're away. We're away. No, we're away. On Sunday. You're away. You're away. away. It's on Sunday. There's still time for you to change your prediction if you want, but what are you thinking? No, I think, oh, man, this is it's so weird because, like, you try to predict, (laughs) and you're like, should I listen to my heart? Should I listen to my brain? Uh, But I think we're going to win. I'm going to do a 2-1. That's what I thought we were going to beat Austin by. Or, but you know, I knew that it was going to be hard and difficult. But I think a two, uh, a two I mean, one, okay. two one, it's going to be a close game. Well, I guess some little insight on this. So they're playing okay. Galaxy now Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Then we play them. Yes. And then on Wednesday, I believe they're playing Celta de Vigo, which you don't want to completely get destroyed by that team. So you would assume they'll play some decent players or at least, you know, a good lineup for them. Which means, you know, if they're playing, they're basically starters to this game against Galaxy. They're mm-hmm. mostly going to rest, you know, play with a maybe second team against the Dynamo just so they don't completely get destroyed by... Uh, that's so, yeah, that's so weird that they have a weird... So, like, maybe that league. could be an, into a, an advantage for us of, like... You know, not saying it's a big advantage because you know who who knows who Nagamura is gonna play, and <laughs> we're over here thinking like, oh yeah, we're gonna get our strongest lineup with Herrera starting, um, and then he's on the bench again. Well, do you guys remember we played that crazy seven goals uh, game against them? You know yeah. that we ended up the Dynamo ended up being victorious four uh, three. So it's kind of crazy that there are that many goals. I mean, that tells you a lot. I guess we didn't have any good defending at the time mm-hmm. or, and apparently we were scoring goals. That's something that don't, doesn't happen that often anymore, but being that it's an away game, I'm going to say a one, one, I'm going to, I think we're going to lose, especially, you know, them coming from this. If obviously they can get the three Oh, or sorry, the win against LA, I think it should be a boost of morale mm-hmm. for them. So um, would more probably may lose, but I'll do a one-one. That's what I'll do. I'll stick that. And the only reason I said sorry before I don't want to cut you off, but uh, the reason I said two one is because the dynamo is like super up and down. Like we play really good one game, we suck the other. We play really good one game, we suck. So now we're bound to play good because <laughs> we came from a sucky game. There are so, such thing as patterns, and we'll, man. It, and we'll man. have we have our, our our starters. So who knows? Maybe you will get 
you know, a Quintero, Coco, Vera, Hector Herrera, Ferreira front with Fafa on the wing. Like, I'm all down for that if they can figure that out. Somehow. Oh, well, here, would you and, expect? Yeah, go right, go, go. No, no, I was going to say, and that's what I'm thinking of too, especially Herrera will have more of a full week of practice yeah. with a, you know, disappointing match against Austin under, you know, their their system, I guess, or um, – and I feel like, yeah, this time would be like, okay, let's show them, let's let's show them who we really are now. Or like, yeah. they, I feel like they have something to prove. I think this will be our what third away win this season. Um, Hopefully, so I'll say Dynamo will probably take this one one zero. Better on the road, it seems like, man. And uh, oh, what I was gonna say, could we argue that for um, the lineup that we saw against Dallas? Apart from Machiach not starting, that's probably our strongest lineup. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't that be the yes. the lineup that you would want to see against San Jose? You know, that's Clark and Goal, Seca, Hadevi, Stedis, um, and Lundy. What's up? And 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 that's the thing that I'm telling you guys. Like we should know our starting elevens by memory. Like, yeah, and I think I think we're there. <laughs> and I think we saying. have yeah. it. Yeah. You know, now we have it. You know, like you said, Lundy. Seca on the wings, you know, uh, Estedes, Hadebi in yeah. the center backs. No more Tim Parker. No. And then you have Seren. No, I'm just kidding. No, Seren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, so uh, know, that would be Coco yeah. in the middle, Beta, and you have Ache Ache. And then play with uh, Darwin Quintero on the on the left wing, play with Sevas on top, and then Fafa on the right. And I think that's really your strongest, mm-hmm. yep. your your best suited. This is you your know, best 11. Yeah, and I think that's that. Honestly, is probably going to be the lineup we see for uh, San Jose. Hopefully, you know, if everybody's healthy. Um, so, but, Rodrigo, did you give your prediction? On, one zero. One zero. Dynamo. Dynamo. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's a, it's a hey, one. I'm cool with that. Um, yeah, hopefully. Well, I told you guys. I mean, you know, we usually talk about uh, uh, Dynamo those. We talk about Dash overall. I think right now the real focus has to be the Dynamo. Um, there guys. is Dynamo days <laughs> that come out. Um, that you basically, you know, gives you all the information you want to know about the Dynamo those. Don't get me wrong, the but official um photographer, um, yeah, photographs, the info, everything. Insight. He'll read it for you if you want him to. He's the man. <laughs> Yeah right. Yeah. We're we're gonna launch an audible uh, version of the of the of all the articles, and it's gonna be Billy reading them. Yeah. <laughs> he has a good voice. He has a good. Morgan, good uh, it's gonna be Morgan Freeman. Yeah. <laughs> but Billy being, Billy Morgan Freeman. Being yes. that a seven one three night, yeah, and I guess Houston makes such a big deal of the whole seven one three, which I mean, it is a big deal. But uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Do any of y'all have a seven one three number? Nope, two eight one. Yeah, my mom that. took that one from me. Yeah. It was supposed to be me, and then she's like, you know, yeah, what? my mom's the only one. They don't need a phone, so like she took it. That's At least my know, wife I'm actually been... stuck with oh. eight three two. What is that other one now? Four, is it four three three forty six three forty six three forty six something like that. Yeah, yeah. that that's rough. If you have like oh, one. my wife still has a seven one three. There you there go. You go. Oh, Her number is actually really easy. It's just. Say it, bro. <laughs> I was about to, and then I was like, damn, they're going to be right <laughs> Yeah, dick pics or something. I don't know. Let, let's not do that, guys. Let's not do that. Tell Rodrigo, he sucks. <laughs> Naga out. Senor, Naga they're they're, they're going to start heading up for all this dental procedures and stuff. Uh, Naga out. Just yeah. your wife getting a bunch of Naga outs. <laughs> But being there again, 713, I told the guys, I'm like, let's do kind of a little segment. I have like three questions, re, you know, related with the 713. Um, and we'll start, man, with seven. And, and I told them this question beforehand, so they had a little bit of time to look through it. Uh, and, the, and I'll go through the – so the first one. The first one is you can only keep seven current players for next season. Who are you picking? And I'll go through the list real quick from, I guess this is transfer market. Um, obviously, we have Sebastian Ferreira, Hector Herrera, Tim Parker, Coco, Steve Clark. Wait, did you guys make a list already, by the way? Did you yeah, write it I down? Did. I did. I have it. it? All right, well, yeah. let's do it this way. I'll name the player and you say yes or no type of thing. 
and we'll kind of um, drag it. All right. So Sebastian Ferreira. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's nice. that's one. Hector Herrera, of course. Right. Yes. Plus two. <coughs> Tim Parker. What's up? Crickets. Chopping block. All right, there you go. <laughs> you, you been? Are you y'all watch that show Chopped? Yeah, I love that show. You been? <laughs> yeah. Is he good you at cooking? Can he be the chef? <laughs> Bro, he's good at high fiving. Uh, right. Goku Carrasquilla. Yes. Yep. That's four or three. Sorry. Three. Clark. Yes. Keeping him. Yep. Yeah. So that's four now. Four. Uh, Corey Baird. Corey Bird. You've, You've been, been chopped. <laughs> the list. All oh, right. Yeah. Matias Vera. Yes. Oh, my idea. Like yeah. Yep. What about teenage? No. He needs to be consistent with his yellows. I mean, he's, not yellows. He's, 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 <laughs> he's too reckless for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Liability. So you have, let's see, one, two, three, four, Cinco. five. Okay. Damn. I'm surprised y'all got rid of a Davy. But mm. all right. Michael Nelson. Mm. I would keep him. I mean, but now, now, remember, you only have seven. Spots. You only have seven. Don't oh, okay, okay, okay. You already got. So the way that I thought about it was, <laughs> if I have, I have to play a team of seven v seven. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, like there's gonna be some players that yeah, definitely you're gonna be like, oh crap. But I, yeah. yeah, I think Nelson yeah, probably does it. No, no. Uh, Beto Arida. <laughs> Sorry, Nelson. No, Beto. No, he's, he's still he still has to grow. He, okay. he can go to the dose. Okay, this one's practice. the interesting one. Of course, he's not with the first team, but Brooklyn reigns. Ah, yeah. I so my seventh spot, I have four different guys, <laughs> <laughs> and he's one of them. He's the he's the one of the, he's the only young guy that I have in that list. Yeah, but no, I'm gonna pass him up. Okay, Rodrigo. No, he won't make he's it. And again, it, this is just for you to still gotta see more. For, yeah, for next, so next year. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. can he be good? Maybe, but yeah. we, we don't know, right? He can, he do? he can for sure be he can for sure be the number eight. Yeah, like, no no worries. All right, this one's interesting. Darwin Quintero. No, okay. I, Christian I said no. I don't I don't have him on my list. It's I remember the guy's thirty four years old. He's about to be thirty five. So. It's. I, I think I it's a tough one because he's definitely one of your better players. But I I don't have him on my list because my answer for my Columbia. second question. No, <laughs> no I, I don't. He's Colombian and Mexican. <laughs> he's like I don't. I don't hate Colombians. I don't hate Mexicans. <laughs> like it's a bad. <laughs> let, let that be known. <laughs> but uh, but like the answer for my next question that yeah. you that you gave us. Yeah. He would fit in in that position, so I, got you. I'd, I wouldn't need Quintero. All right, Rodrigo. We're at six players right now, right? Five. Huh? We're at five. Yeah, five. Five, five players. Yeah, you're five. Are you Coco sure? Clark Ferreira Herrera Vera. Yeah, that's five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Quintero. Next season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he said yes. Yeah. Keep him. All right, that's six for Rodrigo. Five for Kirsten still. Uh, Sarek Valentin? Nope. No. Okay. Ty- is he still even with the team? Come again, Yeah. He's, uh, he's Tyler Pasher? <laughs> no. No. Fafa Pico? Tampoco. No. No. All right, no. yeah, send them to Mexico after all them. Yeah, he can go to uh, one of the, the purple team. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Lundy? Lumpkins? Yes. Yep. I got, I got seven. Lundy. Rodrigo got seven. <laughs> right. You guys, yeah. oh, I'm missing one. It's yeah. hard. So then you have Daniel Steris. Ah, uh, shit. Um, let me tell you, I have Seca and Steris. Okay. I was going to say, I would maybe keep um, Seca. But I'll go with Steris. All right. And then... It's, it's, a, it's a weird decision, but I'll go with Steris. Just because so I need a defender. So we're basically dropping Darwin Seren, Griffin Dorsey, Palomino... Teguino, yeah. Sam Junkwa, Ian Hoffman, Talon Maples, which it shows Talon Maples is good. Yeah. Uh, he, he but, had, but he's gone. <laughs> yeah, but he's gone. <laughs> uh, Memo Rodriguez, Juan Castilla, and Ethan Barlow. Juan Castilla Barlo. is good. And Thor is gone, too. And I guess yeah. Xavier Valdez. 
There's some decent. There's some players there. You there's can. there's but there's a lot of honestly there's a lot of potential. On my on my last stream against Austin, there was a kid from Dallas, and he's like, oh, you know, Dallas has like the greatest academy, and I was like, yeah, like he's like, yeah, Houston's academy is trash. I was like, well, obviously it shows that you don't know anything, but you know, like because I mean, Juan Castilla, uh, Xavier, he's playing with his national team. Castilla is playing with with the with the uh, with the American national team reigns too. And then there's a couple other kids. I know. Xavier was kind of cool because, you know, he came obviously from like New York or whatever, and he's like Dominican and he took them. They're going to go to the World Cup, which is pretty, pretty incredible. And the Olympics. And the Olympics. Yep. So it's, it's a a lot of crazy. And he was like, and he was like a vital piece in that team too. To what I hear. I didn't get to watch the games, but. To what uh, to what Kenny Bundy says, he was. Very, well, I mean, he got injured in the last game, but he he was a vital piece for them. So, shout out to them. All right, well, we have our seven. Everybody has their seven. So, I mean, I think it's it, there's some tough decisions to be made, you know. Yeah, Especially we saw a lot of those guys that are actually their contracts and then at the end of the year. So, you know, Pat Onstead and and um, Paulo Nagamora are going to have basically the same decisions to make. Uh, who stay? Who comes? And <laughs> uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be easy. Or no, I mean, easy. It's gonna be fun to see what the roster or roster turnaround is. Y'all remember that show, Decisiones? <laughs> 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 that that theme song came to my head. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. then for seven one three, the uh, it. question regarding <laughs> sing it. <laughs> <laughs> the question- nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. The question regarding the one is uh I, I asked you guys you know which one player you would bring you know no money or yeah there's no limit on the money you can spend um and don't say like Messi or Cristiano like give us some you know a little bit more insight more depth and why you would bring them like why would it fit your team I mean maybe you can take those seven that you kept for next season kind of like as a reminder but who wants to go first Rodrigo Christian um I, right. okay I'll, I'll go first um go. so i have two players in mind me too and um you guys are terrible i'll go with my well yeah. no, i'll go with my realistic pick my okay. other one is just like whatever but okay realistically i would I, I would like or i would see um some a lot of people maybe forgot this guy i don't know he's somewhere in china but oscar Hulk. Uh, the brazilian <laughs> Um, you know, he played with Chelsea. I, I feel like he's what 30 years old now. I think he has one con one more year left on his contract, though. But he still plays really well. Um, he's you know, still scoring goals, assisting, doing everything he has in um in China. And I feel like you know, for if like Quintero would go, I feel like he can fit r- right in with the team, you know, being Brazilian too with Paulo, um, Seca, you know. Yeah, I guess if we're going to keep them, um, you know, I feel like, you know, this team is going to be based more on Brazilians, people that also can maybe speak Spanish because we have a lot of Latin American guys. So I feel like that would be the guy that I would see just because he has a lot of experience and he's played, you know, he's still, I feel like one of the really good players that doesn't play in Europe. Um, and then the other guy, unrealistic, that I'm like, sure, that it'll be fun to watch him play here, but he probably has a bad attitude because it didn't work out for him in Europe and he just likes Brazil, I guess. But um, it would be, and sorry, uh, well, I guess you don't really care. I think it's money. Um, Gabi Gol. Gabi Gol. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm actually interested in that guy too. So, but, yep. so, I mean, you know, he's what, 25, 26, I think. But he, he's know? more of a striker, right? He's more of a striker. I mean, he's like a him, I guess, on the nine, like second striker. Or, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, he can. He's good at scoring goals, obviously, and creating yeah. plays. Would he come? Hell no. I think his, I think <laughs> his, his, his market value is like thirty-five million or something. Jesus so Christ! I I don't think we'll ever reach that potential or level. <laughs> Bro, Brazil, but Brazil, the Brazilian league—they're paying a lot of money for their players. Yeah, okay. Well, especially him because I think he what he played at Benfica and and he won the, the I mean he won an Olympic thing. And I think he was part of the Olympics as well. So I don't know. But so yeah, realistically, I would go with Oscar. Uh, I feel like he would fit more into the team. 
when you know Quintero leaves. Yeah, I agree with those. Those are interesting. What about you, Christian? Yeah, mine are not realistic at all. But uh, that's fine, but my, man. We said yeah. no money. Like money exactly. wasn't a limit. But, but you cannot first, bring back Maradona. I'm just telling you. Right? <laughs> you can't bring him back from the dead. Damn it. Um, but no, my my first, maybe I'm being a little bit biased, right? Because he plays for Aston Villa. But Coutinho, I think Coutinho, like, as he's like a, a better, <laughs> a better Quintero, in my opinion. You know, he can play that number 10 role in a way. I, I love number 10s. You know, I think I'll, to the day that I die, I would be like, where the fuck is my number 10? You know, but Coutinho could be like that, that missing link between like Herrera, Coco, Matias Vera and the forward. Like, I think we're missing that connection that, you know, the, the kind of the guy that gets the ball from them and kind of brings it forward, in my opinion. Because um, I think the, the, the other guys can put nice through balls but sometimes you need to build like, you know, passes the, the pared and like, you know, just more like little plays, you know, like have to be good with your feet. And Brazilians are known to be good with their feet. So Coutinho would be my my option number one. And then the other one that is also unattainable, but it would be cool or interesting was Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, just because he he's like the for my opinion, the new Xavi. Like, and the way that he just, like, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but the way that he thinks or, like, the way that he sees the game, I feel like he's always, like, a, like a step ahead. And even though he's not, like, a super attacking player, he's always scoring for some reason. You know, like, he has a good shot from outside the box, which is something that we lack 100%. Like, nobody in our team takes shots. I don't know how many shots we have. And the shots that we do take, they're not on goal. So, it's like, we can't even put it on frame. So, I think Kevin De Bruyne could bring those shots on frame at least. And then you can, I mean, Sebastian Ferreira is, a, you know, he's a cherry picker by, by nature, you know, he's a number nine by, by nature. So he can get those balls. So those are my two, obviously unattainable, maybe when they turn 36. Uh, but for now, I think they'll, they'll chill in over there in the premier league for sure. I guess I'll input two players since you guys said two also, but uh, I was thinking like, um, you know, being that we need a winger, whether it be a left or a right. And then, you know, there are some of the winger guys can be like multi, multi position. No, I guess, but like a Marcus Rashford would be like an interesting one for me. I mean, the guy is like super fast and he can finish. I mean, he has gone through injuries and stuff, but he'd be a, a fun one to see. And then I was going to say, uh, uh, and I feel like I'm going against my, my uh, religion over here, but like Marco Asensio from Real Madrid, I think the guy's uh you know, he can play uh, out on the wing. He could play a little bit more of an attacking role. And uh, he can definitely hit those bangers from outside of the box. Um, so those are the ones that I, I was thinking myself. But uh, He likes bangers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to finish off this section of the 713, um, the last one was three. So it basically, it was a question regarding including this year, you know, 2022 season. Do you see the Dynamo being a contender three years from now? So that's, you know, I'll make the, I'll add the math for you, but that's 2024. Um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that they'll win the, yeah, right? 22, 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. But like over here making, you not go to kindergarten. Or I don't know, man. You're at 22 plus Two, three. Yeah. <laughs> it's 25. <Yeah. laughs> But you're counting 22, so yeah. So 22, 23, 24. So 24, 2024. Um, you know, will they be contenders again? That doesn't mean that they'll win the championship by that year, but do you guys, you know, expect them or is it realistic for them to be, you know, contenders by then with this new regime? Yes, yes. Also, first of all, going back, and I am I apologize, but if you're a, a person on Twitter or online saying Nagamura out. All due respect, you're an idiot, but the dude has been in charge for six months with players that he, I don't think he has, he didn't have any input in any of the players, maybe one or two. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe five, but that's not enough. That doesn't complete. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't even think five. I think he came in. Who? I'll tell you. So he brought in Daniel. Well, technically, Stedis got picked up before he arrived. Steve Clark got picked up before he arrived. So yeah. 
It was uh, Sebastian Ferreira, Bl- Brooklyn Reigns, Seca, Xavier Valdez. But can can Vera. we? Yeah, there's can we say that, that he picked him? Honestly, huh? can we say that he that Paulo Nagamura picked him? I mean, I think like or the, or the, the, club Ferreira, the idea was like, hey, here's a couple players. Which one do you want? So we'll I go with. He did though, I believe. Ferreira, yeah, he said that there was like three. Three players, and they were like, "Which one do you like the most?" And he picked Ferreira, basically. I mean, he's picked yeah. four so far. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. Again, so we'll Ferreira, Seca, Ache, and Tiago, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, it's only four. Four out of twenty-three yeah. or thirty, whatever spots, basically. You know? And only but three of them start. Up, two yeah. of them most of the season. One of them we just got in. Yeah. So. Exactly. So. Yeah, shout out to Asher, bro. Asher, yeah. he he. I, according to to Pat, Asher was the one that brought Ache Ache in. So, yeah, I mean, he he has magic. He's he's he knows people. But wait, well, I mean, but, and it's also what Herrera how he viewed it. You know, when they asked him about like why coming over here, it's like yeah. I'm a bench player in Atletico. <laughs> you know, yeah. like bro, he came, look he, at him. They gave him the captaincy. Basically. I know, like <laughs> yeah, second game. No, the second game was worse though. Like first game, I get it. You know, everybody was out. I feel like, like captain wise, second game that was just bad because you don't even sub out Parker. You just say like, "How was that awkward in the locker room?" Hey, give him yes. the armband. You know, yeah. like that is awkward. That's I don't know. I mean, that's true. Cause... First game, he only did what ten minutes, eight yeah. minutes of captaincy. Yeah. And oh, we he got actually wore. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, better I when, they, that, when they took out better, better. Oh, it looked okay, like Beto so was gonna give it to Quintero and and Nacho had to put it on basically like that's kind of what. Psych. Yeah. <laughs> no, but okay, but the second one, like you start him second half and, and Parker still in. No, no, no. I agree. That's what I'm saying. I mean that that just tells you 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 know that boy has been demoted for sure. He should be. <laughs> Honestly, he should. He should be demoted to bench, not even equipment manager. I, I think. It, well, I think he was there because. <laughs> I think you, <laughs> I think it was there because of ro- rotation purposes. But yeah. even then, bro, like your center backs don't do that much running. Yeah. Like oh, I know that. Well, I mean, high school, high school is different for me, right? But I played every single game that I played in. So like, I don't, well, I don't know. No, in this game, he actually did a lot more running though, because wow. I mean, you know, I will this game by Austin, dude. Sedan was literally the center back, and he was more playing right back. Like that was so weird to me. Like, why is he having to drop in for you? Yeah. Like, and I get it. Don't trust was, you. you know, Seca was cool. doing what he ever did, but he and he was just either men marking or you know he kept cutting in a lot. Well, like, Seca was men marking Odrisi or whatever. Odrisi. Right, but that's and what I'm so, saying. Like, so he kept just cutting in, but yeah. like Parker was just like that's out wide, sense, like yeah, no, he right was lost. back and set in kept. Just falling in. Yeah, don't of... open up this one again. I think we're done talking about <laughs> Parker for Parker is at his house, like just counting dollar bills. Just like <laughs> his ears are freaking burning right now. Like, yeah, he's they're burning, but he's using uh hundred dollar bills to to like he wets them with cold <laughs> water and he puts them in his ears. He's like, like yeah. screw them. <laughs> but all but... love for Parker. He seems like a nice guy, but terrible player. <laughs> Uh, but uh, was it called but yes, contenders yeah. yes eventually i think uh give nagamura a couple of years and give him a couple of good players decent player give him or at least 15 guys that can truly compete whenever nagamura says i have 17 18 starters bullshit you have right. 17 18 players that you don't know who to start because right. they're all somewhat mediocre you know some are better than others but like you don't really have 15 start like 15 yeah. starters like you just have a squad that was prepared for you by uh, Maddie in the background, you know, a couple of years back, and it just kind of trickled down. Like, there's a couple of guys that haven't seen the time of day. Valentin. Yeah. Homeboy hasn't seen a soccer field. And I don't he think was, he has touched grass in years. He was, you know like, what I mean? like, he was your starting right back for two years. He was your starting right back, so he got demoted to third. Yeah. To third right back. Crazy. Why do we need a third right back? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, obviously, I, I – he seems like a really nice dude, even though he left me on red once, or he left us on red on uh yeah. to, to come on the show. <laughs> Shout out to Sarek. But uh I mean he seems like a cool dude, but you know, obviously we have Dorsey, a younger guy, and then Seka, a little bit more skillful than him. And you know, it is what it is. But like those guys that are just like fluffing the 
the roster are going to get chopped. And I think we're going to have a lot of space to be able to bring, you know, if I think Ted is going to, you know, open up the checkbook a little bit more and, you know, a couple more times at least. And I think we're going to be able to get some, you know, not great names. Well, not and I think the, but the big decent. thing is it's not about just spending, you know, lots of money. It's about bringing the guys that Nagamura wants. Exactly. So exactly. If you like find guys another, that, a, a couple more gems like a Seca, you know, like, yeah, that's kind of what you need to build around. So, Rodrigo, I guess you agree too. About three years from now, they should be contenders, or you think they need longer than that? No, I think three years. I think, obviously, I think Nakamura's second year being full time, you know, with a full team, I guess, a whole, well, I mean, he did kind of have a whole thing of practice, training, preseason, but more complete this time. Um, I feel like that's kind of what we need. And um, yeah, I think the second year will be like, that would be to me his first real season because this one is I feel like most of the games and I guess that's why he, we see all this different lineups is because he's still kind of trying it out like okay let me see how this works let me see how this player works here I mean to bring in somebody like Avila you know start Thor more often um, finally start playing Ethan Barlow you know getting him some minutes I feel like it's more of a trial of like let me see how this guys actually do you know because yeah. he doesn't have any other way to view him other than training and um and yes it might hurt us at times but it's probably the best way to do it because you know you can't just send them to Dynamo Dos and hopefully they're like okay well go get some playing time over there and I'll get my you know cliff notes from uh, Kenny um so, yeah notes. <laughs> right cliff. I, don't, I don't think there's such thing for, as cliff notes for can you <laughs> but, the book, the but, book. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right yeah but before we open like another uh another uh what's it called all kind right. of worms man christian tell the people how they can connect with us man rudy's like let's go to sleep guys right. uh no you can get at us at dynamotheory.com uh you can find everything there uh everything that we do literally almost daily we are coming out with something uh, new from the guys, uh, from everybody. You can find us at Dynamo Theory on Twitter and Instagram. You can get at me at Chris, at Chris Putalias on Twitter and IG. You can get Rudy at Rudy Segura Zero. No, <laughs> I'm tripping. You guys have similar names, same <laughs> last name, and then two numbers. But at Rudy Segura 3, it, we've been doing this forever, and I still can't remember. And then Rodrigo Segura at 01. So at Rodrigo Segura 01, <laughs> at Rudy Segura 3, Chris Putalias for myself. Uh, Danamotieri.com for everything and anything, boys and girls. Hi, Rodrigo. Again, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you, Sonimo fans. And remember to always keep it down and keep it. <laughs> that is staying. That is staying. Keep it, keep it down, everybody. <laughs> Man, I guess I'm tired, but uh, yeah, hold it down. Keep and it, keep it, keep it down and turn your AC up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> All right. I'll you after.